Welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State University Athletics. And today, we're joined by recently retired Kennesaw State baseball head coach Mike Sansing, reflecting on his 30 years as skipper for the Owls. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, this is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander, and you may have seen this interview with Coach Sansing on our website or on social media, our website, KSUOwls.com, or at Nation. Coach sat down with us, reflecting on his legacy of 30 years, leading Kennesaw State from 1991 in the NAIA ranks, multiple national championships, postseason runs. You know what we did in 2014? A Sun Conference championships, the program of the decade back in the 90s in the D2 ranks, and now hanging up the hat as head coach for Kennesaw State. We thought it'd probably be another good channel to have this through a podcast. We know we're all on the go right now, even in the summer months. So maybe you didn't have a chance to finish this on YouTube. Put it on in your car as you're making your drive to or from work or running some errands and hear what Coach Sansing had to say about his 30 years with Kennesaw State. Let's kick it off on Inside the Nest. Thirty years as head coach for Kennesaw State baseball, multiple national championships. The man that built where we are today, Mike Sansing, calls it a career after 30 years, and it is our pleasure here at the Owl Network to have an opportunity to sit down here with Coach Sansing. Coach, you've had some time to reflect upon your career. Thirty years, you took the Owls from the NAI ranks all the way to Division One to a Super Regional. Over a thousand wins, I mean, we could be here all weekend talking about all of your wins and, and all of your highlights, but I'll start out with this. Over the past time since you made the announcement of your retirement, what have you reflected on and what has it meant to you for the people that have reached out with what you meant to them? Yeah, there's been a bunch of conversation, a bunch of phone calls through from players, um, uh, staff here at the university, friends, and it's, uh, but the, you know, when the players call and they tell you, uh, you know, how much they appreciate things, uh, interesting to hear what they appreciate, you know, the, whether it was the baseball part, whether it was some personal things, uh, so great to hear from them, um, glad that you made an impact. Mm -hmm. And this decision after 30 years, was it a difficult one? Did you feel like it was time? What went into your decision yeah, to retire? I mean, a lot of things went into it. Um, um, I, I feel like, you know, at some point this just had to go, right? I, you know, I'm not going to uh, stay on for uh, ever. I want to uh, um, enjoy some time. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes the shelf life is at some point you got to move on and uh, um, so it, it was a difficult decision it was one um, you know that we as a family discussed um, uh, kind of mapped it out and you know it, it was uh, it was thought about very heavily and uh, I, I, as I said before um, this year with the COVID uh, having to drive to games, drive back, kind of gave you time to think, and you know what? Uh, probably more time than I than I should have had. <laughs> instead of 
you know, being on the bus, but it gave me time to think, and um, I, I'm very comfortable with, with the decision. And how about this year's team? You mentioned yeah. you're able to come back from the pandemic, put together a full season with plenty of highlights. History was made. We had the most all-conference performers to have been in the A-Sun. Uh, you had outstanding pitching staff, home runs of plenty, Norman Carballo, Haji out there. It, it was a lot of fun this year. What did this year mean to you? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a very good team. It was a, every day was appreciated um, from the coaches, from the players. And I, when I say appreciate it, based on the COVID the previous year, I think mm -hmm. everybody uh, got a wake up call. And, and you know, hey, our, our, our careers are, uh, you know, can slip by without us realizing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think they <clears throat> had a, um, a, a purpose to come out. We had some great leadership. You mentioned some of uh, Garbayo and Norman and Haji. Those were uh, guys who came back and, and, and played here um, for the extra year, the COVID year. So a lot, there was a lot of excitement. There was some really good wins this season. Um, uh, some great individual performances with pitchers of the week and players of the week. So uh, I think we, we did do a, a, a very good job uh, in this season coming off what everybody had experienced last year. Sure. Now, Coach, I want you to go back to the start of your 30-year career as the head coach for Kennesaw State Baseball back in fall of 1991. What drew you to Kennesaw State? Yeah, I was at, uh, at Shorter College in, in, in Rome. Uh, at that time, Shorter, Kennesaw State, um, Barry, we were all in the same conference. Mm -hmm. um, the NAIA conference, and um, so we, we were able to play Kennesaw. Uh, I saw what was going on here in terms of uh, the growth, the new program that, that they were here. Um, when I had a chance to come here, uh, Dr. Waples and, and Scott Whitlock were the two, um, you know, really the guys that, that called me and, and discussed this job, and a lot of it was based on um, what we thought the future would be. Uh, we knew uh, NAIA days were, were um, uh, coming to an end. You know, that was the plan, was to go to Division II. That was a great plan for me, you know, because I was in an NAIA. I, I was interested in moving up to the next level. And um, so that was, that was kind of the, the layout, the Division II. I thought this was an outstanding recruiting area, as, as it still is. Mm -hmm. um, baseball's huge in this area, and Cobb County, and the East Cobb, the summer programs that go on. So, and, and a lot of that was just getting developed, too, in, in the 90s. It wasn't, you know, there, there wasn't as many schools in Cobb County as there is now. East Cobb was, you know, searching for fields to play. They didn't have their facility at that time. So I just saw all these things. Uh, and I saw a great opportunity. Well, in 1994, you won an NAI National Championship. Looking back at that season, what memories do you have? What stands out? Yeah, I think uh, what you know. Anytime your your first time through, um, we I was very naive. You know, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know what what was going to happen the next day. I didn't know what I should do as a coach. Um, didn't have just didn't have an idea of what was going on. Um, fortunately, what I did know is we had some great players, mm -hmm. and we let them play. 
we get to the uh, the NAIA World Series, and you know they just continue to play well. And uh, uh, you know I didn't do a whole lot. I always kid. You know some days I had to make a decision if it was a uh, a Diet Coke or a regular Coke, you know, <laughs> when these guys were playing, there just wasn't much that I had to do, and uh, um, so that that was a tremendous time, um, notoriety in our program to, to win a national championship for sure. Well, that helped propel you to the <clears throat> Division II ranks, won a national championship in 1996. Was that transition from the NAIA to D2 difficult? Was it what was it simple going from national championship a couple years later and, and doing it again? What was that right. transition like? A lot of the guys that um, were coming in in that span were coming in because of uh, the division two, uh, the uh, transfer to division two. They they wanted that uh, to be able to play at that level. Um, I would tell you it was wasn't easy but it, it was not very difficult because of the group of players that we had. Um, it, it was an easier transition uh, from NAI to Division II. Um, and as we started in Division II, we had some very, very good success. Uh, program of the decade. Um, so it was, it was you know, 95 uh, through 99. You know, it was a, a very successful run in, in the 90s um, uh, with four straight World Series uh, appearances. 1998 went 27-1 yeah. in the Peach Belt. Your team went 61-5 and to reach the Division II World Series. 61-5, and that is, that is one of the most mind-blowing highlights of your career that I have right here of how your team was able to have that much success. Only one loss in conference play. What made that team special? I mean, we just had really some, some great players. And I, and I always say, I mean, those guys would feed off the previous team. So, the, you know, the recruits that we got in in 97 and 98, they were all about that 96 national championship. They wanted a part of that. Hmm. Um, the 96 guys were all about the 94 guys, you know, winning it. So um, uh, it, it was an unbelievable year. Um, uh, to, to have that conference record, to have that overall record, yeah, I mean, you just, you're right, you don't see that, you know, winning percentage of games uh, very often in any sport, mm -hmm. um, but especially in a team sport like that and um, playing a, in a really good conference, the Peach Belt Conference is legit and um, it wasn't like, you know, it was just bad teams. They were good teams, but we were just better. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. 
five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Inside the Nest. As always, you can find this on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't and rate this podcast wherever you're listening to Inside the Nest right now. Nolan Alexander with you and the recently retired head coach for Kennesaw State Baseball, Mike Sansing, here on Inside the Nest. Coach, we had all the success at Kennesaw State in baseball. And across the hallway, Scott Whitlock with Kennesaw State Softball was out there winning national championships, accumulating 50-60 win seasons as well. And when Coach Whitlock announced his retirement back in December of 2020, I had a chance to sit down with him. And mm-hmm. he, he said, you're the best coach that he's ever been around. And how working across the hall and, and having that level of expectation success helped drive him. For you, in in the heyday there back in the 90s and the 2000s and and winning championships, what was your relationship like with Coach Whitlock and how did that help you with your success? Yeah, I mean, he and I have been very, very good friends from from the beginning. I mentioned, you know, I'm here because of of him and and Dr. Dave Waples. Um, As we know, softball won two national championships in that uh, same span. Uh, theirs were uh, 95 and 96. Ours was 94, 96. So there was a lot of a lot of winning going on, and uh, a lot of camaraderie between teams. You know, coaches. I, I felt like you know the relationship that he and I had was uh, personal and professional. You know, we got along great. Uh, we we worked together to to get the Bobby Bailey building that we're in today. Um, the facilities were lit by Fred Stillwell. You know, he, he didn't, um, uh, Fred just came in and said, hey, I want to help, I want to do something. And it was like, okay, let's light the, the fields. And he did that. So those are the kind of group projects that we worked on together. And again, we had an awful, awful lot of success in both. But the friendship part of it, you know, of course, he'd he keep you laughing. You know, and whatever you, whatever the situation was, you'd go over there and get a good laugh. And uh, so I do, I appreciate our friendship. Well, you and Coach <clears throat> Whitlock help bring Kennesaw State from the D2 to the Division One ranks. So, again, Coach, you went from NAI to D2 and then D2 to D1. What was the transition like for you in baseball going from D2 to D1? Yeah, a little more difficult. Um, Really, the, the fact that we had to go through the reclassification period without any postseason. Mm. That was the most difficult uh, stretch that we had. And, you know, that was an NCAA rule. Uh, and and uh, we were still, you know, I think very competitive during that time. And when you go out recruiting and you tell a kid, hey, um, when the, the season's over on on you know May 15th, it's over. You know there is no postseason, um, so that was a challenge. Um, but I'm very appreciative of the guys who came here, understanding that, you know that they they weren't going to postseason. Um, 
but they still wanted to be a part of this program. They wanted to uh, play at the highest level, and we did give them that opportunity. We played, uh, I think, a very, very good schedule over our, our career here. Um, and, but that was probably the most difficult, is not being able to go to postseason with some pretty good players and some very good teams. Well, Coach, one year that we know you went to the postseason, 2014, won the Tallahassee Regional, played in the Super Regionals. Some people may not know it wasn't all a season of highlights to start out. Going back to April 5th of the 2014 season, Kennesaw State was 14-20 and 2-9 and and in the A-Sun. What flipped the switch? What changed? Um, I don't know if there's anything you can pinpoint. I remember the series here against... Um, um, North Florida that kind of got us going a little bit. Um, there was nothing particular that I, that I can really say. I would tell you we had a really good team that for some reason it just wasn't going and then all of a sudden it, it happens, you know, and I think we see it at every level and we see it both ways. We see a team that could have been 25 and 10 and all of a sudden they go 5 and 15 mm -hmm. and, and I think that's sports um, trying to understand it gives you gray hair so <laughs> there you know you just try to to go out prepare do everything the right way and you, you know you hope that it, it can it can turn you know you don't want to put all your 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 uh, thoughts in hope but mm -hmm. you do think if you're doing it the right way things will eventually turn for you and they did you know the guys got it and man they rolled that second half 16 game winning streak yeah. won the a sun tournament went down to tallahassee and you had victories against alabama and, and georgia southern what moments do you remember from down in tallahassee oh <laughs> uh, gosh probably um you know the opening day uh, Travis Bergen pitching, who, who's now in the big leagues. Um, uh, Max Pentecost, just his play. I remember more, um, I guess, individual stuff that happened during the, uh, the series. I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, being naive again. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to a press conference, and I don't know what, what they're going to say and different things. So. Um, there, there's just so many memories when you're when you are there. The bus rides, you know, some of the best times in baseball are the bus rides. Mm. Some of the worst times in in <laughs> baseball are the bus rides. So, uh, but you know, when you're winning <clears throat> and, and having a great tournament, so forth, uh, there, there's just a ton of, of good memories that that happened team came back, won it on a Monday, lost yeah. to Alabama on a Sunday night. What'd you tell the Owls after that loss yeah. to the Tide? You know, I think uh, somebody in the dugout said, well, you know, uh, we're okay. I, I remember Brendan Morgan was one that's like, well, you know, hey, yeah, we, we, we've won a bunch of games. It, you know, yeah, we lost this one, but we'll, we'll be back tomorrow. And I remember him specifically, you know, talking about that. And, you know, again, that was our mindset. Um, I think the fact that we had had so much success in that second half, it wasn't a deterrent. Uh, it was just, you know, hey, there's another step we got to go. Um, but we felt, felt good going into the final game. 
where does that Gatorade bath after the victory rank in all the ones you've had? Um, it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. <laughs> Tallahassee's hot. <laughs> and to have that um, was, was, was good. I think, uh, you know, as you look back on there, we gave out uh, uh, the belt, which was a, a wrestling belt um, <clears throat> that we gave out to you know, whomever, a, a play that happened, uh, a guy who had a great game. Uh, you know, a staff member, a coach, or whomever. So that was something I do remember uh, is, is the um, pride that the guys had in getting that belt. I mean, they wanted it. It was a, it was a legit, you know, wrestling belt. It, 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 it wasn't one from uh, you go to, to the gas station and buy. <laughs> this thing was legit. So um, I, I remember us passing that around and the pride that the guys had. And, and as, as I look at games now and football and baseball and basketball, whatever, and you see a lot of stuff that people yeah. are handing out. And I, you know, I don't know if they did it before us, but we're going to claim they didn't. And, and that, that was a great start. As I see you know, you know, our team doing stuff in football, I see other teams in baseball doing things now. So I felt like that, that 14 team kind of initiated that that special award well sorry miami the turnover chain you don't get first dip started 2014 for ksu baseball we know you're concerned for your health but rest assured we are here for you our hospitals health parks and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need wellstar more than health care people care let's hop back to it the legacy of mike sansing on inside the nest Coach, on that 14 team, you had the Johnny Bench Award winner, Max Pentecost. Uh, he was drafted in the hotel in the Louisville Super Regionals up in Louisville, Kentucky. Had an outstanding career, obviously winning the, the top catcher award in college baseball. What kind of player was Max Pentecost? Complete. A uh, complete player. Could run, could throw, hit, hit for power. I mean, as you look at a five-tool guy, which the, that's, as a scout, that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. He possessed those. Um, and the fact that, that Max came to school, uh, man, we, were we thankful. <laughs> because we did not think that uh, he was coming. Um, but he had the, all the tools that, again, that you look for from, from a major leaguer. And uh, that's why he was so successful. One of 69 <clears throat> MLB draft selections that you've been able to mentor and, and develop and coach. What kind of feelings do you get when one of your owls gets the phone call and gets their name called? Oh, I, a, a great feeling. You know, I, I know everybody has that dream, right? I mean, if you ask every player, all 35 on your roster or whatever, they want to play professional ball. Mm -hmm. um, we know the, the opportunities are slim for that, but that's their goal. And uh, we want to help that goal. And when I see somebody achieve that, uh, knowing what they did to get there, knowing the work, knowing the weight room, knowing the practice, uh, I'm, just, I'm just proud for them. I'm excited for them. Uh, I, I call them. I, I, I recently talked to Willie Harris. He was the third base coach with the Cubs. Willie had a great career in professional sports, uh, World Series. Um, 
But when he got the third base coach, uh, you know, I texted him. I said, hey, man, congrats. We talked for a little bit. And, and uh, you know, he said, you got any advice? I said, yeah, send them every time. <laughs> just, just send them. Um, so uh, I need. I want to get down and see him, you know. Uh, but it's just great seeing the guys uh, get their dreams, mm -hmm. achieve them. Well, Coach, you obviously played a big role in them getting to their dreams. They got to do so here at Stillwell Stadium. And uh, recently we lost Shake Fred Stillwell. And what was your relationship like with Mr. Stillwell? And if you had the opportunity to converse them after your retirement, what, what do you think y'all would talk about? Yeah, um, we, had, we had a, uh, a great relationship. Um, uh, it was very, very close relationship. I, uh, I have so many stories and memories, and uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful at this campus for what he did. It wasn't just Stillwell Stadium, there's Stillwell Theater. You know, there's things that he did besides sports. He loved the university. Um, I would visit him over the last, uh, you know, five years. Um, he was pretty much at his house, um, but would go in and see him, uh, great family. I just, I always tell, I have so many stories on the guy, but this is one I'll tell, because he, he loved to tell it. So I interview here in 92, I guess, a fall of, a summer of 91, and there's probably five people on the committee, very small at the time. And uh, um, so I get the call from Dr. Waples, hey, you know, this is your job. And so I'm great. So I come in and uh, um, go through the fall practice. And Fred, Fred was new to the athletic department at that point. He was, I think he came around in 90 and started, you know, watching some baseball. But <clears throat> so they had him on the committee. So Fred, Fred and I get a bond very quickly. And uh, so we go to lunch and we'll play golf and we'll do some different things. And <clears throat> he said to me one day, you know, you only got four and a half votes. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, there was five of us. I gave you a half and I gave uh, the other guy a half. <laughs> well, I appreciate, you know. And so for a couple of years, years, he'd say, yep. There's Coach Sanson, get four and a half votes to be our coach. So I had to listen to it, you know, for a while. So I think it was around 95, 96, um, we have the Hall of Fame. Start the Hall of Fame here. And I'm on the committee. And at the time, I, I believe the first class was like Dr. Siegel, Roger Hopkins, administrators. And, and Fred Stillwell's name's on there. <clears throat> we go around the room, vote, vote, vote. Gets to me, half a vote. What? Half a vote for Stillwell. Okay. So he, he gets four and a half. So the, Dr. Waple says, um, well, who wants to call and tell him that he's in the Hall of Fame? I raise my hand. I, 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 <laughs> I want to tell him. So uh, I call him up. Hey, Fred, congratulations. What? What's up? I said, you got in the Hall of Fame. He says, I did. I go, yeah, four and a half votes. He, 
silence. He says, that'll be the last time either one of us talk about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, but great memories, great family. Uh, he did a lot for me personally. He did a lot for this program in the university. Um, so, yeah, his passing was, was uh, sad for me, but he lived a, uh, a fabulous life. Well, Coach, your career has been about relationships and family within Kennesaw State baseball and, and those you've impacted in the Kennesaw State community. What's next for you? How, how does family play into the next steps for Coach Sansing? Yeah, we'll, uh, you know, I got two grandkids now. Um, took took uh, uh, the granddaughter to dance. Yeah, last Saturday. So I'm uh, just hanging out, doing some things. I'm still around here, you know. Uh, I've helped some in, in the transition if, if, if needed. If not, you know, um, nothing nothing solid. My wife's got a couple cruises planned, and uh, um, but more or less, you know, not a whole lot of change in, in my day-to-day. -day. Uh, I hope to, <clears throat> you know, stay active in terms of just coming out and watching, you know, the guys, seeing the football games. I'm excited about that. Um, <clears throat> so that that's not a not a plan. Somebody told me that's not good not to have a plan, and I said, well, I don't I, I don't have one, you know. But I, I I will. There'll be things that come up that'll say, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so that that's that's where I am with it. Um, um, other than that, just 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 hanging out. Coach, is there anything that you'd like to say? here with a, an open mic to <laughs> current, former players, staff, members of the KS community, anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate my time here. I've loved it. Um, <clears throat> as I tell our players, I'm appreciative of them believing in KSU. You know, that's, that's the, the bottom line of uh, the success and the fun we've had is because they believed in this program. Um, there's been a lot of supporters, um, family, you know, every, everybody in my family who has been great supporters of this university. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, I've always said great players make good coaches and that's what we've had. Um, <clears throat> but more, more than anything, just thankful for people's support um, uh, and, and again, believing in, in what was going to happen because as you looked at it, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, you, you don't know. You mm -hmm. don't know how it's going to, you know, pan out. But uh, um, that would be it. Some great relationships, great people here at the university. Um, seeing a lot, of, a lot of growth, a lot of change here. <clears throat> um, but I've always um, loved the university, loved working here, loved the, the staff, the uh, faculty, you know, been very supportive of, of baseball mm -hmm. and the faculty here. So um, <clears throat> I just throw out a blanket. Thank you to, to everybody. And, um, but again, uh, it comes down to the players and, and um, you know, what they've been able to do, uh, not only as you know, players here, but as their careers have developed. That's been, uh, I'm thankful to see that. I'm thankful when they come back with their families, mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, you know, to see um, I, one, one of our former players was here um, over the weekend, sent me a picture he'd take with his son out here on the field. You know, stuff like that is pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, 
that's it. Appreciate everybody. Coach Sansing, we appreciate you. Congratulations on a Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame person. Enjoy retirement, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Nest. Good to know that Coach Sansing is going to stick around the 1KS community. And we look forward to having him around for the 2022 season, even extended an offer for him to come on a broadcast. We'll see if he accepts. Until next time, go Owls.